So I'll just say that I've been kind of in a bad mood, like a bad funk, ever since uh, I got shot, hospitalized, and I'm now currently staying at a hotel until I can, you know, walk and recover um, more thoroughly. And I will tell you, the um, the worst thing about getting shot, uh, especially as a military member, as a man, as a black person, those problems don't go away. In fact, it, it's it's like a void that I stare at every single day. Um, the suicidal thoughts they they become heavy and there it's always a, a time you don't you know you, you don't uh show that bravado to everyone you don't be like oh man you know like i wish the bullet hit my head or you know it, it's, it's not that you wish for death you wish for the pain to go away you wish for the memories to fade you wish that you could be doing other stuff right now but don't get me wrong, you like someone caring for you, pampering you, or, you know, talking to you. But at the same time, your mind is so fractured. You're conscious. It, it's slow. You can perceive something. But comprehending something. You know, I, I'm not going to lie. I don't know how I'm going to get through this. Um, I don't know. If I'm going to be mentally strong enough, I don't know if, um, you know, I, I don't know if I can do this by myself. I don't think I have the strength. And during this time, many people turn to religion, uh, turn to their faith, uh, even rely on others, which I'm not going to lie. They're, um, I find solace in those things. Some of them. Um, but I've been a person who's always been alone. Like, not not physically, not always alone, but you know, like, um, there, there's a difference between isolation and being alone. I won't say I was always isolated. I wasn't always by myself, but I was always alone. Even when groups and scores of friends or associates or acquaintances, whatever you want to call them, I, I never felt like I belonged. Uh, even now, I'll, I'll tell you the pain that I feel with uh, even just looking at food. I could be starving and I just can't eat the same food anymore. I can't stand it. I, 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 I hate it. I miss, I miss something. I'm longing for something that I never had before. You know, every night I dream of, of, you know, just being a kid, just being happy, being a man, being, uh, you know, like, like just content. And then I, I, I sit there and I, I remember, and I realize I wake up to the nightmare that I am a black man in America. And my voice and my opinions don't matter. I, I sit there and I think I am the disgruntled military member, veteran, whatever. You know, they, they tell you the same thing. 
you, you, you would think that I would be more upset that I got shot, but the truth is I'm more upset that I, I was there in the first place, that I joined the military. I, sorry, I took, I took off my sweater. Um, it, it wasn't the fact that I got shot. It was the fact that I, I said things like that before. I warned about gun safety and, and being around the right people. I talked about, you know, forcing yourself into an environment that you know is toxic and deadly, but because you're so alone, you, you try and fill that void with anyone and everyone, even people you know you shouldn't be around. I'm angry because I allowed myself to do that. I became what I despised most. You know, now I, I'm sitting here living in a state of like purgatory. Not quite hell, not quite heaven. You know, there's there's moments where it's like there's a calm and there's a peace to it. And then there's moments of just struggle and strife and pain that you that many black people could imagine all too well. I sit there and I, I look at my pill bottles. I got oxycotton. You know how many lives I've heard got ruined by oxycotton? Not just military, not just black people, but a combination of, of the two and many more lives. And I sit there and I go, my leg hurts, but not quite enough. Not quite enough. Imagine being in pain, you have your pain relief, but you know that, that every time you open that bottle, every time you, you run that risk, you have the biggest chance of, of being, being in, a, in a bigger world of hurt. You know, I, I'm scared of instant gratification. I'm scared of instant solutions. You know, so, sometimes the, the best solution is the simplest solution. And the simplest solution is just to take the pain. And to take the pain, you know, I become bitter, resentful, not of just the people who, not not of the people who shot me, but of the of the fact of um, just how everyone reacts to it. Oh, I'm sorry, my condolences. Oh, you're getting better. The jokes, the laughter. It's it's not just that. It, it it's something more. I'm trying to express it with my own words. I'm I've been pondering this the last few days. The annoyance. The, the trivial issues. You know, it's one thing to hear somebody, you know, sympathize for you, right? To say that they care for you, right? But then do racist things, bigoted things, listen to things that you know are, are, are designed to hurt you. You understand that it's like your pity is literally... It feels like a job. It feels like you're doing it because that's how you were raised. You're not doing it because you feel that. You're doing it because you know that's the right thing to do. 
You're not doing it because you're a good person. You're doing it because you are told that is what you do when someone is injured. That is what you say. I feel like I, I'm I'm a robot in a factory. Uh, or just a robot in general. You know, I, I wind myself up. I, I say what I'm programmed to say, but then as soon as I'm by myself, I power down. And I don't think I can get up until the next time I have to wind myself up. And I mean, every day gets harder. Every day gets easier at the same time. The pain starts subsiding, but the thoughts still plague me. And it's, you know, like, and then you sit there and you watch the news and you think, oh, don't watch the news. But the news isn't bad. The problem is when people run away from their responsibility, their accountability. I'm tired of people telling me not to watch something, but that's the truth out there. That's what's real. Black men, black women, children dying, raped, beaten. And and I know you don't care. You're like, how are you holding up? If I told you being shot is the least of my worries, because at least I'm safe. At least I'm surrounded by walls and and, and I get meals and I, you know, like if any time someone will give me sympathy, someone will give me sympathy. But what about the other problems? What about the problems? What about the bullet you didn't cause? You know, like, like the person who shot me, yes, he is sorry. He's sorry now because he gets to see the damage because the accountability, because the name is hung on him. But what about before? What about everything leading up to that? You know, it's one thing to do an action and then, you know, act like that. That action was like it was the worst devastating thing. But what what happened to everything leading up to it? You had a million stops, but the only time you see the the stop that you should have stopped, that's the the one that you regret. I sit there and I'm looking at my bed, covered in my own blood and my own dead skin healing and I sit there and I go I am blessed to even have the chance to heal the chance to go to doctors the chance to my ancestors didn't get there are black men and women who died in the 1950s 30s 40s 70s whatever and didn't get any medical care because they were black I'm so, you know, I, I, I think I've hated, I've hated hearing you're so lucky to be alive right now. You're, you're, you're so lucky. Like, I would have never been here. I would have never been here had it not been for the racism, had it not been for the discrimination, had it not been for the uh, fact that I can't, like, I, I had to change my own world, which wasn't bad, but because I, w- I was, I would have just got someone to pay for it, but I, I ne- needed to save as much money as I can. 
You know, they, they say, pull yourself by your bootstraps. Pull yourself up. And when you're pulling yourself up, someone comes along, changes your life forever. Because of their callous indiscretions, because of their nonchalant attitude. And then everyone wants to say you're sorry. Uh, or or I'm my fault, or, or how are you doing, or, or we'll get through this. Or, it's, it's always we when you're at your weakest. But what happens when you're right before your weakest? What happens when you're really weak? When you're just weak, not at your weakest. Not at a, a level where it's like you can't avoid looking at somebody. You know, everyone feels bad about, uh, you know, the guy laying, the homeless guy laying down in the middle of the road, moaning loudly, just waiting for a car to hit him and begging for death. People start to then feel something like, well, we, we don't sit there and go, well, what about last month when he was literally just in an alleyways, not saying anything, just asking for change and people pass by. I am tired of the hypocrisy. I'm tired of the nonchalant attitude. I'm tired of people acting like they had no part in doing something just because you're not the trigger man. How did I get there? I said, like, like these, if anything to take away from it, it's that, like if I died, the absolute last thing that I would want is some military funeral. I'd hate to be surrounded by military personnel. I, I would hate to be surrounded by people who didn't actually like me. Who, who you know, like, like might have found some charm in me. I'm not saying that they, they were straight up like enemy number one against me all the time, Darren. But these, the thing that you need to understand is if you do something to go against somebody's human rights, go against somebody's, um, like, non-problematic way of just living, causing them distress and harm, anxiety, depression, voting for laws that you know would negatively affect them, voting for their, their downfall, praying for their downfall, calling people who look like them enemies and terrorists. And then you, you look at me and you say, oh, he, he's one of the good ones. You know what you are to me? You're, you're not a friend. You're not an ally. You're just another reason. You're just another gunman in my eyes. You're another person who doesn't care about me. You're another person who cares only about themselves and preserving their own way of thinking, their own way of life. Do you understand what that even means? Do you understand what half of you guys even say when you guys go, I'm preserving my way of life? And then you look back in your past and everyone in your past has that, that didn't look like you have been screwed over. You know, I, I don't understand this notion of preserving some culture or way of life if it causes distress and pain to others. What is the point of evolving and changing and getting better? I think the, the worst of it comes from the fact that I have high hopes for humanity. 
I view the world as a very good place. It is not the world's issue. It's not the world's fault that we are like this. It is people. And not all the people. Not like how they want to say, as we're not a collective. It is the the fault of few. It is the fault of few. And the many are just accomplices. I'm not going to lie. Yes, as as much as I want to take the sin off me and say that I didn't know better. There are things that I did know, but I refused to do because I was scared. When you refuse to do what's right because you're scared, but you, you don't get to complain about what's wrong. You don't get to complain when it starts to bite everyone in the butt. You don't get to do that. But at the same time, you don't get to cause a problem, continue the problem, be part of the problem, know that you're a part of the problem, knowing all the way, refusing to acknowledge that you're a part of the problem. And only, only when you are no longer uh, supported or, or, you know, getting um, pleasure or the benefits from being part of that problem anymore from being on top, do you get to then destroy it? And that is the problem with, with white people. That is a problem with that I see every single day. You know, you know what disgusts me the most? The Capitol rioters, January 6th. I sit there and I go, look, look. They say we're destroying our own communities, communities we don't have any money in, communities that constantly try to kick us out, the communities that put drugs in, communities that we don't own businesses or stores. You say, we're destroying our own community. And at the same breath, you look at those capital rioters and you go, those domestic terrorists, and you say they're justified because they're, they're going against uh, government tyranny. We paid for the buildings. We can demolish them. It was Antifa. But even if it, it wasn't Antifa, they were right or they were wrong to think of this. You know what disgusts me? Personal accountability is, is gone, specifically in the white race. I'm not going to deny that black people don't, do, uh, don't hold themselves accountable. I sit there and I, I go every day. But the difference is that they're like... With black people, we always, and I mean this, always get the consequences. There's never a time where, like, like you, you don't expect a black person to get the comeuppance. You know, when, when, with us, our trials, that is literally a flip of the coin. Sometimes it's not even a flip of a coin. It's just a, oh, another day. A white guy just got away with murder. A white woman just got away with murder because they can't. It doesn't technically reach this rule. It doesn't technically reach this rule. So they're in the middle. So justice was not served. I sit there and every day I go into my mind and I'm thinking, am I crazy? 
am I insane? Like, how how do we treat people? You know, like we treat people becoming insane and, and radicalized and, and and whatever as as like surprising. For with every cause, there is an effect. With every action, there is a uh, opposite and equal reaction. You don't just do something and, you know, like, oh, like I, now I'm saying sometimes nothing can come about it, but there is always an, a recourse. If I punch the wall and there's a hole in the wall, well, if I have the money, I can pay to fix the wall and it's like nothing ever happened, but something did. It takes time. It, it doesn't just heal. You have to do something. But you think you punch the wall, then you you exit the room, and the wall is going to magically reform? That's the problem. There are different sets of rules for black people. There are different sets of rules specifically for black people. I'm not saying people of color. I'm saying for black people because I'm tired. There's different sets of rules for every single race and in, in minority. And um, the truth that comes about it, like if you're Hispanic and you've got lighter skin, well, you can be classified. Uh, you, you're, you're white. If you have white skin, it doesn't matter if you're Asian, if you're Hispanic, if you're um, hey, even if you're mixed, the thing is, you're white. You're not white passing. You're white. You just have another ethnicity. You, you hail from um, Japan. You hail from um, Mexico or, or Brazil or Costa Rica. I don't know. It, you are still white. People forget that. People think that because they have, um, you know, an accent. You, you know what? Spain. Spain, for the longest time, was exactly it's just a white place. Spain, the Spanish are just white people. That That's just it. But we treat it like, because of Mexico, because we, we associate... Spanish, Spain, dark-skinned people. You go to Spain and you see a whole bunch of white people because that's what it is, white people. We treat Europe like it's a different place, like it's not a continent of Asia. Like like Russia is, Russia, Asia, you, you could say, oh, that's the Russian continent. That's the Asian continent. That's... China, some, no, we, we treat Europe like it's a different continent when the truth is it's part of one big continent. You know, I think the, the biggest issue is that people constantly do straw man arguments, um, unfair comparisons, unequal comparisons. You know, like, like we. I, I say that I, I agree with Malcolm X. We should have never ended segregation. The issue that stemmed from segregation came from the unequal treatment. It was supposed to be separate but equal, and I believe that we need that. 
because I'm tired of raising my kids. I'm tired of, of watching uh, uh, buildings and, and laws and, and nothing working for us. Complaining and our complaints being held on deaf ears. Ready to militarize and as soon as we do it in an organized fashion, we are gunned down, called a terrorist group. While you got a whole bunch of white people in some some fake military garb, some cosplay. You know what pisses me off? I actually signed up. Sir, like, like serving the country, whatever you want to say. And these, like, like you, you don't hear a single word I say. You can put a million black veterans. The only black veteran that they ever want to hear is the one agreeing with them. The one shucking and jiving. The one chatting it up laughing. I'm tired. I'm, and, and you know what? I, I'm glad that I realized something. They're never going to change. They're never going to want to change. You know why? Because it's, it's not about what's right or wrong. It's what they want. When you come to a realization that it doesn't matter what door you pick, as long as someone is forcing you to pick the, the doors that they want, you're always going to fail. Few are going to succeed. They know to let a few go because they can't have like like every single last one because then people would get wise to it and revolt. They let a few. They let just enough. But they've gotten stingy. They've gotten their own... They've gotten blinded by their own greed. And they didn't realize that they were closing too many doors or not letting enough people in. People started... Or they let enough people in and they got smarter and they came back and they educated more. They couldn't kill us all. You can't have... Um, you know, they, they, they tried to kill as many black people as they could. When that didn't work, they tried to make black people stupid. When that didn't work, they they tried to keep all the wealth to themselves. But the truth is, it will collapse. But the unfortunate truth is, white people are willing to destroy the world before they ever let the right hands hold it. That is the truth. Their ignorance, their thoughts. But you know what? Even still, I'm not scared. I'm tired of being scared. I know that global warming, all those things are threats. Those are COVID viable threats to human life. True. I know. And I, I can guarantee you, anyone who's thought about it and, and put any great thought into it can tell you the same thing. But I'm not going to sit here. I'm not going to let them just get the satisfaction of just destroying the world. Sure. You destroy the world, the world. There, there will be new worlds, bacterias, colonizations, ideas, trips, thoughts. I'm a spiritual man. Not, not particularly religious, but spiritual. I believe in not only the human spirit, but the spirit of the world. I believe the spirit of beings. I, I believe I was told lies when I was a child. 
that I've now debunked. I heard a white man once tell me animals have no souls. So they don't go to heaven. I sat there, and that white man, that same white man, proceeded to call Asians Orientals. And, you know, I missed the good old days. Why would I believe a man that can't respect others? A man who thinks his respect is uh, earned because of his age, not because of his actions. You know, those those cowpoke shooting, gun toting and, and whatever. Those, those guys are nothing but cowards. The gun is only the only way that they, they get fear or intimidation. They only feel safe in numbers. They only feel safe when uh, when someone got their back. You notice how they're the first one to coward, call the police, the first one to to bully. You know what? I, I've said it for a long time. Nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to change until we stop deluding ourselves. I, I fear that maybe our hypnotic state right now, maybe it won't cut off until it's too late. I feel a lot of people are waking up, but no one wants to be the shot that's rang around the world. No one wants to do the deed that needs to be done because they know that the pain is too heavy. The price is too much to bear. We know that it's different for white people than black people. Our rules are different. When a black man starts a revolution, they don't stop by just killing him. They kill his kids, they kill his friends, they kill his comrades, they kill people who associated with him years ago. They, they even go through his, you know, high school photos, his elementary school photos, and kill people that potentially might have contact with them who have the same skin or the same thought processes. You know, that's, that's why black people don't stand up. You know, I, I read a story, some, it's, it's a good story, uh, about a man named John Brown. And uh, his thing is, he he thought sl like slaves would join his revolution, which I wish they did, but they, they didn't. It didn't go as proceeded. He fought as as best he could, and he died. But the truth is, I don't know John Brown. I don't know what he was thinking. I, I believe he was a hero, but I'll say this. You don't understand. It is not just our lives, our one singular life that is on the line. It is our bloodline. It is our heritage. It is our cultures. It's it's the we are scared because we have seen what they are capable of. Like you, you you try to talk. They're not human. They're insensible creatures. People that can can do that. For years, for years, and see nothing wrong with their actions. You think that these these white people are are, are going to be some some sort of 
help Savior. They're going to realize what they're doing is wrong and try to correct it. They had years, movies, anything, media, books, people pleading at their doorsteps. And you think they're going to change now. And the only time that they get upset is when you talk bad about them. The only time that they ever get upset is when they, they are the one being ridiculed. Their ego, it's gone so, so very shallow, so very, you know, big and pompous. But you realize the bigger it is doesn't mean it's the stronger. It's just inflated. A balloon, at the tiniest prick, it will pop and burst. Their ego. It is, I, I, I honestly feel bad for them because they raise their kids to be monsters like them. They raise their kids with, with thoughts and ideas that seem counterproductive to any sort of advancement other than a single lifespan. Like a tree that is that spreads gasoline instead of oxygen. And is that stands in the middle of the forest at, at a tall peak and likes to let that oxygen spread. Being invasive, taking all the water, the nutrients, growing as big as it possibly can, and at its death, burning everything around it. All the pines, all the oaks, the birch, burning as much as it can because it no longer lives. So it doesn't see uh, a need for others to live. The truth is, that's what I feel is truly alone. I feel that that's that's truly when you you have no one, but they raise their kids in that way to be angry and bitter to tell someone that that because someone doesn't like them because someone disagrees with them they they can't exist. I heard a story, a podcast recently, about how Elon Musk uh, made the Time Magazine's Person of the Year. And the truth is, it doesn't shock me. Why did we expect Time Magazine, a billion-dollar company, to be any better? To choose someone of prominence, to choose someone of greatness. They don't know anything. They don't. The, the truth is, we equate money and wealth to intelligence. We equate things that we shouldn't equate. Simply because that's, uh, that's how we always done it. I'm not saying that there's never been a reason to correlate those two. Typically, people who have both uh, have access to, to resources and funding and education. But the truth is, as modern day goes, most of us are on the same level if, you know, with, with a few variations. We're very intelligent people. We're, we're suffering from something that isn't just a, a recent thing. 
we're suffering from the fact that we have taken financial, business, all that as a higher power to morality. What people have done is use religion as a placeholder for morality. They think because they pray, because they they uh, sing gospel songs, because they um, they donate to the Salvation Army. They salute the flag and they, they you know, they, they God bless America. They think that they're some sort of hero. They, they're gods and they think that they have replaced morality. That is morality. In their simple minds, they believe that that is what morality is. But the truth is, if anyone's going to hell, it's they're the first express train. They want to condemn black people to hell for fighting for their rights, for not knowing their place, quote unquote. It's not how it used to be. Why? Why do you equate something being done a long time ago as the correct way of doing it? I every time I hear someone say something like that, I go, okay, so you don't want to go to a regular hospital. You want to go to a civil war hospital. You know, tents. Someone sawing your leg and giving you whiskey because you had a. Uh, a leech because you you know you had dysentery so they had to take your hands you you don't you don't want um you know good working clean environments you you want your food to be dirty potentially have human meat into it with no checks at all you want the italian mafia to run everything you know, like, I, I, I look at any part of time and I go, anytime I hear about white history, it's always in a horrendous way. It's romanticized, but, like, forgetting, like, the major parts that made it horrible and the reason why it doesn't stay. You think anything that is like, um, just, just goes away? People have to not like it, want change. Not a, it's not about not appreciating it, but no longer seeing like outdated. Ice cream has, has been a staple in um, many cultures. Chocolate, tea, coffee. Notice how the recipe doesn't really change all that much. Like someone might add something fancy to it, but you notice how those things stay stagnant. But those, those um. Those uh, other things like um, old Cadillacs and um, I don't know the, the malts and the um, I don't know the radios and all and all that stuff kind of gets you know thrown to the side because of advancements because people realize there's an easier, more convenient way of doing things. There's a better way, safer way of doing things. The problem with glorifying the past is that you, if you only look at it with rose-colored glasses, you're only going to see what was good. The only people, they don't take, people don't take ugly pictures. 
intentionally. Like, I don't think that there's a human being alive right now that isn't like that isn't aware of how social media and everything works. Sits there and just takes one picture and it'll be a good picture. People take multiple pictures, different angles, looking at it. Pumps themselves up before they, they take the picture. Uh, wears their best outfit. Um, smells and checks different shirts before they post the picture. Looks at the picture. Choosing shoes, even if the shoes aren't in the picture, just so they have style points. Taking multiple outfits, multiple different uh, stances. And you think the people in the past weren't going to do the same thing? When, when you take a picture, you want the best looking picture. Not the one where you're the ugliest, when you're the prettiest. Even if it's not the prettiest, it would be the prettiest that you produced. The rich had the cameras. The wealthy had the the beautiful pictures. Anyone else was working. Anyone else didn't want to take a picture because they were they felt ugly. And they died feeling that way. The truth is I'm tired. I'm shot, limping, walking around in pain. And the biggest pain that, that hinders me is that I'm going to recover and I'm going to be all right. Physically. But emotionally, I got to step back into the world that's going to treat me, mistreat me, and not care about me. That's all I got to say.